0: class
1: video radio audio description uh, podcastnetwork.com backslash show welcome everybody I'm literally opening it with that I already started the show so <laughs> we are going to talk about it's the end of the year obviously and we're going to talk about the best movies of 2022. Uh, Matthew Fox put a good assortment of other categories for us to share our favorites in those um, respective things as well. Uh, genres. Am I allowed to say genres? Because I don't know if if I say animated genre or whatever, I'll get yelled at for that. So, um, but yeah, with but that, I can hear that
0: my Torah. exactly. I mean, I think you're covered because Letterbox calls it a genre that
2: you well, can sort. You know,
1: yeah. Don't go on Twitter, you know. Animation is film. We're not saying it's not. We're just saying it's a subgenre, genre, whatever. All right. Uh, before I put my foot in my mouth anymore,
0: uh, mm-hmm. welcome to the show, Mr. Matthew Fox. How are you, buddy? Doing pretty good. Nice. Uh, afternoon since we don't know when this can release so okay. <laughs> from giving a specific day
1: Just, and then i introduced Langford. he says good morning everybody
0: <laughs> special day sometime in late 2022
3: <laughs> this is gonna be fucking great um uh speaking of mr lankford how are you buddy I I miss this. I'm good. I miss the train going off the rails at the very beginning of all of our episodes. I'm so excited to be here today. Like insane. this is the first like,
1: time you and I have podcasted in a long time. I'd say, right? Yes, sir. It's been quite a lot. I, shit, I would think probably back beginning of the year because I haven't really, I've really done a whole lot of podcasting outside of my weekly podcast with Mr. Fox over here in quite a while. So. Mm. Yeah, you should Oscar do more of the Departed so rough, podcast. We just
0: all had to break up. I,
1: you know, I really love the Departed podcast. I did. Like, I really enjoyed it because it's like short and sweet. And it's just like everything else in my life. I start something and I just <laughs> stop doing it halfway through because I'm like, what am I supposed to film this? Like, what do I have time really? for this? So I, I don't, I don't even know. Um, But yeah. So also joining us. Hi, Amanda. How are you?
2: hi i'm good it's good to be back i've missed you guys this is gonna be fun
1: yeah uh because we're guys exciting because a man and i were talking we both got it uh accepted into sundance so we're planning on doing some fun collabing during that time frame um okay. i'll tell you what i went through the list i i don't go through the list of movies until i am accepted because otherwise i don't really care because it's like i'll see what i need to see whenever the time comes you know what i mean like no offense to the festival yeah. it's like you know, I might get a couple tickets to go see a couple of the movies, but I started going over lists and I was like, man, there's some real bankers up in this bad boy. So I'm like, I'm excited because, I mean, I've covered it. This is year three, I think. I don't know. We'll just call it three and call it even or whatever. I don't even know. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to cover it. I know Amanda's covering it as well. So I'm excited to see that. Um, and yeah, we're going to do, we're going to cook some stuff up during the festival. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. But, all right, well, we just went to dead air,
0: guys. Way to go, guys. All right, so with that being said... <laughs> Plus, we, have to, we all have to get ready, because yeah. at some point in the spring, Mission Impossible rewatches. We know, Mission Impossible.
1: Yeah. I, there's, I, I'll tell you what, we, you
0: yes. know what? And you know
1: what? I'm going to go off the rails already and do whatever I want to do. We're gonna, that's going to perfectly lead into the most anticipated movie of 2023 is going to be the first category we start off with here. Uh And with that being said, um, Eric, we're going to let you kick it off first, too, with your most anticipated movie of 2023.
3: Well, for some reason, it's not Mission Impossible, so way to go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, To be honest, Michael B. Jordan stepping into a director's chair for Creed 3 has me more excited than, like, a good 75-80% of what I'm going to watch in the next year. Like, I am so pumped for that one.
1: Amanda?
2: barbie (laughs) yeah (laughs) like i honestly i i was gonna put mission impossible but i'm just like that barbie trailer i am so excited for margot robbie so yeah that's my most anticipated mr fox yeah
0: and i'm wearing the the shirt the season's greetings mine is uh, guardians of the galaxy volume 3 uh, i don't know if i'm emotionally prepared to uh, say goodbye to these characters but at the same time i'm super excited to see them again and it comes out right around my birthday weekend
1: yeah that's that's like three really good picks because like creed is going to like i am very excited about that because the first two were like so good the first one has no business being as good as it is but And Sylvester Stallone was robbed of his Oscar. I'm going to forever say that for the rest of my life. But he was so good in Creed 1. Uh, I was going to say Barbie, but I knew well, that's where Amanda's going to go. I'm going to go with Killers of the Flower Moon, um, Scorsese, DiCaprio. I mean... Yeah.
3: <laughs> but is it going to come out that year, though? Well, <laughs>
1: you, know, you never know anymore with any movies. But I'm just going to go with that. I love DiCaprio. he's is my favorite actor, and Scorsese is my favorite director, so... When those two get together, you know there's a match made in heaven. So I'm excited for that one. Um, With that being said, let's transition over to best blockbuster of 2023. We are going to kick it off with Amanda.
2: (laughs) Of Maverick. (laughs) That's shocking, I'm shocked that I'm I even blown said away. That. Oh like, that was, I was not
1: expecting you to say
2: that. that little movie that no one watched. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Top Good Maverick for sure.
1: I'm <laughs> cruising cinema, apparently. So, you did. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Fox, you're next.
0: You know, I went with the same thing. Um, Maverick just outside my uh, top five that we're gonna get to later, but I it was incredible. One of those sequels that surpassed the original in every way.
1: Uh, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I'm gonna go Top Gun of Maverick as well. Um, I remember seeing it. I was like, the first movie's like, nah, it's whatever. You know what I mean? It's whatever. It's really just a throwaway film. I rewatched it like before I saw a sequel, and I was like, mm, okay, like whatever. Hopefully, it's not like this because if it is, then whatever. But I mean, I have all the faith in Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? He makes. He knows how to make a blockbuster. We talked about a little bit of uh, Mission Impossible. Cannot fucking wait. But um. Yeah, I uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that. But Top Gun Maverick, one of the best theatrical experiences of the year. It has emotion. It's got so much action. It's insane. So Lankford, do you plan
0: on breaking the trend?
3: Can I tell you how intimidated I am to have not picked or seen <laughs> Top Gun Maverick? Oh, I, look,
0: it's out on Paramount Plus now. So I a also I for have
3: you. a physical copy of the movie, and I'm <laughs> waiting for a good moment.
0: You know, um, he's waiting for 2023. It, it like, has no. to be
3: before
2: the end of the year. No, not it does. 2023. I agree. I
3: agree. It has to be has to Christmas be Day.
2: Christmas sure, Day. I'll treat okay. myself
3: <laughs> Christmas Day to the summariest movie. Like I
0: could. Possibly <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be. It's <laughs> gonna be cold outside, so you won't want to leave <laughs> the house anyway. <laughs>
3: well, so so my pick is hands down. Speaking of uh entries in a franchise that surpass previous ones, is the Batman. Uh, i I've been able to re-watch this movie even though it's three hours long like all year the staying power is incredible like I, I it's just absolutely fantastic that was one of my favorite theatrical experiences of the year
1: yeah it's it's uh I really like I really I got, you see you hear keep on hearing all this James Gunn conversation I'm like <laughs> all right just keep talking just leave the fucking Batman alone like yeah alone let it be it's I don't want it to be in this universe with all the other movies. Just let them do their thing. Leave them the fuck alone. Let me just get my other Batman and we'll move on with our lives. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So with that being said, let's go ahead and move on to best international film. Uh, Mr. Fox, we're going to let you go first.
0: I'm going with the one that opened uh, here in mid December. And that's Bardo, a false chronicle of a handful of truths. Um, you know, I haven't always loved Inaritu's films. Um, this one I thought was wildly creative, but also had a story that resonated more strongly with me. I think it's my favorite of his films, and it's my favorite of the international features I've seen so far.
1: Uh, yeah, it's mine as well. Um, I've been on record um, just professing my love for this film. Um, it's, it's hard for me because I really want to rewatch it. I saw it at AFI and Inuritu introduced the film and I was just like, man, I really was excited because I'm at AFI. It's my second night. But I'm also like, man, his filmography is not something that really resonates with me. I really feel like this movie's gonna, it's two hours and almost forty minutes. Like, oh but so am I spend the do? year
0: of long movies? That's it what is. 2022 is gonna be the year of long movies. Literally.
1: And it was like Damn! Like this is incredible. Like I wrote my review; I just loved it. Daniel Cacho gives one of my favorite, if not my favorite, performance of the year. It's just this emotionally layered, and everyone's like it's pretentious. I'm like, well, that's the point of the movie. Like it's supposed to be pretentious, (laughs) like in a in a in a way that is told in this uncharacteristic way. In in some aspects, it's a deeply personal movie film that I love so much, and I really think that this is a movie we're gonna look back on like ten years from now. People are gonna be like, oh man, why didn't this win? best foreign film like why didn't this win this and that and Cacho not getting nominated if that for some reason does happen so yeah what about you uh eric
3: yeah <laughs> almost so, lost my order my pick this was the best place i could find to put my pick it's about an international sport and it's called rookie season it's a documentary that was one of the interviews that i did for the music city drive-in earlier on this year and I was absolutely floored by a movie that was on like a laptop that I had to watch. And I can only imagine what people who saw this in a the theater went through because it's one of the most like heart racing things I- I've ever like had. Like, I don't know how this guy did it. It's a one person crew who has just a bunch of equipment strapped to him and is just standing around a racing crew watching everything and sitting in the backseat of these cars going 100 to 120 miles an hour. I don't care about racing all that much, but this movie absolutely like is one of the best things I've seen the entire year. I love that.
1: I love that. I love, I love a different pick. Amanda, what about you?
2: Um, I'm going with RRR because even though that movie's hell hella long, I could not look away from that screen. It was a blasty blast from beginning to end with such a heartfelt story. Like I think it reminded me so much of like, banshees in regards to friendship and the exploration of that and two different sides of it um but i love i just loved what uh what uh rajamuli did with it like it was my first film that i've ever like seen from him but the action was crispy the vfx was ridiculously good like this the dance numbers like to be able to choreograph fight scenes and extravagant musical numbers in the same movie like kudos to them it was so good um, but yeah, that it's a wild ride. I just I loved it, and I got emotional too. So, bonus.
0: <laughs> I have yet to see it, so.
2: <gasps> Ricky. Christmas
0: Day, Ricky.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got a Christmas Day movie. We're gonna, Everybody Day will movies. leave here. Yes. For
2: Christmas
1: Day movie. I love that. Yes. Um, I know. I haven't got to it yet. Like I, I mean, I've see the thing about it is, is like. Some people say don't watch the Netflix version. Some people say watch the other version. And like I have a link, but to try to watch it in my surround sound in my living room, like it's not easy to watch off my laptop into that. So is
0: the Netflix version different?
1: Apparently, I don't know. I don't. Know. It's just what you read on the internet. Really? It's probably 33% true. So, whatever I'm saying right now. But um, let's see here. What are we going to go with next? Let's go with best, real best horror movie. I'm gonna kick this off. This, was been a, this has been a really good year. Like I, I so the two um, genres, whatever you want to call them, are that I really don't love are horror and animated. Like I just don't love horror movies. I don't love animated movies. I just think they both are just they're either great or they're just like ugh. you know what I mean. And there's a lot of blah in the horror genre and there's a lot of blah in animated genre. So like for me. This has been a solid year, and there's some weird things that like are labeled horror, but I'm like, is that really a horror type thing? But I wrote about that today, actually, funny enough. But I'm gonna go with Bones and all. Um, it's it's my number one spoiler alert movie of the year oh, the later in <laughs> the episode, but uh, spoiler alert. Um, but anybody that follows me knows that. But uh, it's it's one of the I, I jokingly said this one day on Twitter. I was like, in a year of like all of these other like the, in the year of the Fablemans, be the Menu or Bones and all. And it's like it's just these unique, different stories that I love mm-hmm. so much that captivate you. T- the Luca is just insane. His direction is is brilliant. Mark Rylance, I'm sorry, should be in the best supporting actor conversation. Like, right. period. I'm I don't so care. Mad. Like, I don't care if he's in the movie for like eight minutes or whatever it is. He was really creepy
0: eight
2: minutes. That
1: final scene of him is just like oh, it's
2: gross, it's so, yes,
1: it, it is. But he's just yeah. so like yeah. creep and like, and totally watch should this eat.
0: movie on Thanksgiving Eve when you're about to go out to dinner with your wife. Like, Are you hungry? <laughs> Not even a <alone>. little,
1: <laughs> and then like. It's just Taylor Russell's incredible. Somebody that should be in the best actors conversation. And the day I never thought I'd say this, but Timothy Chalamet is incredible in that film. Um, as somebody that has hated Timothy Chalamet for just his pure existence, um, I thought he was incredible in this. Like it's his best before his best performance. Ra- Russell's incredible, and Luca is really, really. I know called me by your name's great too, whatever. But my personal <laughs> yeah. favorite Timothy Chalamet <laughs> performance,
3: um, and then e- Eric. You covered everything. Like, that is 100%. Timothy Chalamet was like, eh. no, he's a star. This yes. is that to me. Um, call me by your name. I have not seen, and now want to more than like any movie that's not released oh this God. year.
0: you're (laughs) gonna have a busy christmas day dude you
3: don't even know like this bones and all just there are so many horror movies this year i'm i'm a i'm a huge fan of uh zach Kreger and those people and so there's another movie that i'm not going to bring up because i'm fingers crossed somebody else will um and but this got under my skin and stayed under my skin I still look around and listen for Mark Rylance if it's too dark. Like the, the, it is so good, but at the same time, it's it's good. It's not just scary. The, the characters are believable. Their relationships make sense given the what they are. So yeah. pulling that off with the amount of just like believable world, like it's gritty details. What's a
1: sweet love story? yeah like yeah so. cool. even the ending it's like it's really really kind of gross but it's like kind of sweet to say like you're kind of I like cried. crying but, like yep. cringy <laughs> but like i don't I am i really crying at i am i
2: am Fuck. i cried
3: <laughs>
2: yes exactly <laughs> Yeah, it's,
3: I I do want like a shot of her like with with just the legs left. I'm sorry, that's gross. Like <laughs> I know, but like she's just sitting there. She's like, oh, holding y'all.
1: You-
2: all, <laughs> all. We're we're gonna and cut that. We're cutting that probably, right. Probably,
1: we're gonna- <laughs> probably, yeah. Oh shit, that's hilarious. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna clip that and have that on every social media outlet there is. <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs>
1: but yes, uh, t- t- Amanda, you're next.
2: Yeah, I agree with everything that's been said about Bones and All. Um, I did look at it more in, like, a romantic way and kind of, like, omitted the cannibalism. Um, I don't know if that was the thing that I should have done, (laughs) but I did it. So I I don't really – there's horror elements, obviously, but I don't know. I feel feel differently about it, maybe because I read the book um, before I watched the movie, so it's a bit different for me. Uh, But I'm actually going with – barbarian yes yes i i literally i looked at the list i'm like everyone's saying bones and all i agree with everything but let me just throw in barbarian because i feel like that's such an underappreciated film this year i did not know what to expect going into that because i only watched the first trailer i think i went in blind every single twist in that movie i was like what the actual f is happening where is this going and it was the most unpredictable film up until like the reveal at the end kind of just yeah it kind of you know it went into that territory but uh i was just so pleasantly surprised by it i love justin long in this movie was fantastic uh but yeah one of the most surprising and underappreciated films of the year uh horror has been great this year but i gotta give a shout out to barbarian for sure
1: Dude, that cut scene halfway through the movie i literally thought like the projector broke or some shit at first i was right. like is
0: somebody and then it comes up and yeah. you're like oh shit why are we watching some dude driving down pacific coast yes. <laughs>
2: exactly i'm like what is it going felt like on? a video game i'm like what what is this perspective right now like what are we doing?
1: because i got pissed because i was like really really enjoying it and i'm like yeah. what the fuck i'm like I, it's hard for me to be that invested in a horror story and i'm like all right, who fucking fucked it? I'm really enjoying myself right now. Can we can we get on with the story? And then it was like, oh shit, this is even, this is getting even better. And it's like, all right, but yeah, I, God, Barbie. It's literally it's funny. I wrote it down on my list as what I was going to talk about, but then I couldn't resist talking about bones. Not that I'll be, won't be talking about it later now, but that's beside the point. So, all
0: right, Fox. I went with the menu. Um, you know, another movie that, that I thought was very surprising. I loved Anya Taylor-Joy in there, and especially Ray Fiennes. Um, just an incredible performance. Nicholas Holt's character turns out to be one of the biggest monsters on film all year. When you get to the the twist in that movie, is insane. Um, there was a lot of things in there that were humorous, but there was a lot of tension and just... I love the way it was put together. Um, it's been a great year for horror movies that wanted to step outside the traditional like slasher film and create something that had more of a depth and a high concept. Uh, and I think we touched on three of them here.
1: I totally agree. All right. So we are going to move with Eric going first in Best Animated.
3: Oh, cool. So I get to be the one to say Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio <laughs> Um, you know, Pinocchio, you know, really, okay. the movie stuck.
1: Oh, well, you're talking about the Disney version of Pinocchio, Tom Hanks, right? That Just did not Gordon come Lattie. out
2: this year. I don't know what movie you're referring to. Only one Pinocchio <laughs> film was released this year. <laughs> There's even three, but um, there were three. Were... Yeah.
3: <laughs> yes, and don't Google the other one. <laughs> don't do it.
2: I have to um, now. I cannot <laughs> do it.
3: <laughs> That's the one with Polly Shore, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh no.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um, but this one,
0: Christmas. I know um, what I'm doing. Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
3: There's Matt's assignment. It's the other two Pinocchios. Um, oh, nice. between Kate Blanchett and Ewan McGregor, really, like all of the voice cast was on point. I I don't know. There's this weird relationship with this movie and Pan's Labyrinth, where for some reason, Pan's Labyrinth is the live action one that is set primarily in a fantasy world and this one has this similar wartime backdrop but is set primarily in a real world but is stop motion animated these choices confuse me but i'm so glad because it's incredible and they like the just the artwork on display that the different way of telling a story that's familiar and then i just think they full on stuck the landing the last line of the movie for me is like yeah fantastic just that little trail off of what happens with jiminy and all that so yeah Uh,
1: amanda
2: um mine is also william latoro's pinocchio um i did not expect to have such a connection to this film i love gdt i think he's absolutely an incredible filmmaker Um, I think the themes of grief just really hit me because I lost both of my grandparents this year within the span of two months and it just destroyed me (laughs) Pinocchio. It really did. Thank you, thank you. Um, But yeah, it's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous film. Beautifully shot. I love that we got a more backstory on Geppetto with his son. I think that's what really just made it so... um, emotional because we and grounded because we've never seen that in any of the other versions i think or maybe there were versions that did that i'm not and i haven't seen it but i think that was what made this so special and unique because we understand geppetto in other films we don't understand geppetto it's like they're going through the motions and i think that's where the detachment for me anyway with a pinocchio storyline that's where it was so um everything was beautiful you and mcgregor should get it supporting actor nomination for his voice work he was fantastic and I love him um but yeah everything about this just it's truly special to me I love it
3: can I ask what did you think of the way that they handled these like rising musical numbers that keep getting cut off
2: yeah I don't know why it was almost like they shouldn't have been there I mean I was fine with like child papa but I was just like why did you put the other ones in if you're gonna yeah. So it was just weird, but I didn't mind them. I thought they were like cute at the I same time. I thought it was time. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Fox.
0: Yeah. I mean, you guys are undersold. It's Polly Shore and John <laughs> <laughs> It is. This is free- his pick now. He's not even on Amazon. I haven't seen it, but. No, no. I also did do uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I thought the, the style and the craft that was put into it, uh, the way they told the story was a very unique approach. Um, you know, the classic beats of the kind of Disney version of the story were there, minus uh, the horrendous Tom Hanks performance. Um, but they just, he put his own spin on it, put it in its own time period. And um, I thought it was it was delightfully weird too.
1: Uh, you know what? I'm gonna throw this whole entire you know thing for a loop. I was, you know, it's probably my my favorite animated movie of the year is Puss in Boots: The Last Whoosh. Um, it's incredible. I loved it. It's funny. It's different. It's I'm not a huge Shrek fan. I'm not a really huge. I wasn't even a fan of the first Puss in Boots. There, it's like it, it is what it is type of thing. But this was hilarious. Like I. I wasn't going to watch it. I just, I hate watch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Animated people, whatever. I love Pinocchio. I did. I loved it. If I made like a top 25 list, it would hundred percent be in there. hundred percent. But Puss and Switch, it the last wish is just so funny. Harvey Gillian is incredible as peril. I would like die for that little dog in this movie. It's just so funny. It's, it's got some heart. It's just a blended of everything. I liked it a whole lot. Um, the, uh, and a runner up for me obviously is turning red, which I thought was downright incredible. So,
3: I was debating turning red, mm-hmm. yeah. And exactly, the, first, the first Puss in Boots is underrated, I think, anyways. There's little quotes and stuff that, like, my friends still, like, oh, like, you know, that little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't
2: like right. that's like you, plebs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. A close uh, second for me was actually DC League of Super Pets, which I gotcha. had zero expectations for, Aww. and Kevin Hart true. and Dwayne Johnson just don't let you down.
1: They're literally a match made in heaven. Like yep. they just need to keep. They the are movies, right? even as oh,
0: animated yeah. dogs. They're fine. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
1: exactly. All right, so we are going to go to best comedy. Amanda, we're going to have you kick it off.
2: Hell's yes. I'm going to go with Weird the Al Yankovic story because oh my god first of all i adored De- what ricky when did you say i that? haven't seen it <laughs> oh
0: ricky's hey, gonna be real ricky busy christmas
2: christmas on christmas day too <laughs> ricky you have so much to watch Literally nine hour I...
1: rr followed by weird al it. what a what anyway, a double header
2: the palate cleanser um <laughs> <Exactly>. i <laughs> i watched i watched weird al uh midnight madness at tiff um and if you haven't been to the Midnight Madness crowd at TIFF, it's a very different movie-going experience. And I highly recommend everyone do it once in their lifetime. Daniel Radcliffe is absolutely phenomenal in this movie. And I don't think I've laughed that hard all year. It is just so fun. Um, I loved it so much from beginning to end. And I'm not even a Weird Al fan. So for, like, Die Hard's a Weird Al. They're going to appreciate it even more. But it's just so him like he's in every like every single aspect of weird al is in that movie um and i loved evan rachel wood as madonna i thought that was just a very nice touch she nailed it um but it it was fun very exaggerated version of his life and what happened to him and it was good it was a good time
1: still don't know how to watch the movie other than having a roku subscription that i don't want to buy so
2: that's fair
3: Uh, (laughs) Wow, way to add some tension. (laughs) Well,
0: I guess Roku's not going to sponsor Roku's show this is. (laughs) So,
1: so, Roku, you want to sponsor the show and (laughs) give me a sub so that I can actually watch your movies?
0: Roku, I I have enough of your product for all four of us so.
3: yeah you should you should get one of the sticks it's like seventeen dollars i have here. like eight
0: fire
1: sticks here i don't need any more sticks in the house <laughs> picking them up TVs. i got apple tv you got a fire stick one can do one the other one can't do the other like all the award stuff can only be found only be downloaded on the apple tv one and so it's like... you
3: still can't watch weird the exactly
1: like, tragic I mean... Well, they, the bad thing about it was I think they like they pushed yeah. it as a TV movie at the Emmys or whatever. So of course we didn't get like an FYC thing for that. So yeah, uh, who's next? Is it no Fox is next. Uh,
0: I went with Vengeance. Uh, came from B.J. Novak. Was a little movie that released uh, toward the end of summer. Um, I didn't have incredibly high expectations, and I was completely taken with it. Talking about uh, performances that you know should be in the. The supporting actor conversation ashton kutcher he's only in two scenes they're both incredible i've never seen him do anything like it i loved uh bj novak i love the way this story you think it's going one direction and it sort of flips into another direction by the end of the movie um it was you know it's probably not the most laugh out loud funny but i thought it was very amusing it was very much my style of humor
1: uh yeah, incredible. If you haven't seen that movie, watch it. It's really good. I love Vengeance a lot. Um, my turn. I'm gonna go with the movie that's already mentioned a little bit earlier in a different category. I'm gonna go the menu. Um, speaking of a genre that I love a lot of is dark comedy. Like it's like right up my alley, and I love the menu. Um, the more I thought about the menu, the more I really liked it. I would love to read the script. Um, just based on the simple fact that I would love to see it kind of dissected on paper versus what we saw on the Mm -hmm. screen, but um, Ralph, I'm sorry, like this year, there's a lot of strong lead performances, but Ralph Fiennes is like strong in that movie, like really strong, like the little nuance things in the movie, like I was in the, like when I was watching the menu, like in theaters, like the whole clapping thing, like that scared the shit out of me, like the first time it happened, I was like, holy shit, what's going like, what is going on, it's like, it's such a (laughs) But then, like after every time it happens, like it starts to come like a little bit funnier each time, and the, how like everybody reacts. So it's like it's one of my favorite scripts of the year. Um, yeah, I love 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 the menu. Um, Eric, right? You're left,
3: right? Yeah, my name's Eric. Yeah, um... <laughs> my name is Dip. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, the mine is an action comedy. It's Bullet Train, and this honestly just came from me. Thinking about like what movie did I laugh the did most. Sammy at Fableman year? direct that or No.
2: Mm. He directed um, the show though.
3: This was actually directed by David Leach. He did Deadpool Two. And never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. So, I, but, um... The joke was based on
1: Sammy Fableman from the Fablemans directing yeah. a train wreck of a movie that was, you know. All right, sorry. Uh moving on.
3: Oh, uh, oh no! You misunderstood. Sam Fableman's the character. It's Steven Spielberg. No, no, he Bullet train. The, train. the train scene. Oh is yeah, he did. he did. He if did. If you have to did.
2: explain yes, the did. joke, it didn't work.
3: It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so, um, Bullet <coughs> Train between Brad Pitt, Aaron Taylor Johnson, and um, Brian Terry Henry, like just banter, a whole movie of just solidly choreographed ang- uh, action and witty banter. It's like, yep. I'll take that anytime. If you do this good of a job with it, I—that's I, all I need. So, yeah. And then I, there's all kinds of surprise cameos, but I kind of don't want to mention them because for anyone I think who may have overlooked that movie when you go watch it, that ride, some of the cameos and surprises and things like—just, just go see it. Yeah. I, I want,
1: want a off of Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Tyree Henry asap. Yeah, hundred percent. Just a movie of those characters. Um, just real quick. <coughs> Yeah, I love, but I like, like, there's a lot of underrated ones from this year. Like, Bullet Train was fun. The Lost City was fun. I really liked The Lost City a whole, whole lot. And then there was one other one that I forgot about. What is it? I don't remember. We're moving on. Um, there was one more, wasn't there? Like something like that. Uh, no, Uncharted. 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 Yeah, I really liked Uncharted. Oh, yeah. Same. Same. Yeah. Right.
2: I loved Uncharted.
1: People hate that movie
2: Surprised. for some reason. I don't get it. And Morbius, you know, I'm joking. I'm joking. I loved Morbius. Come okay. On, oh, okay, cool. I'm not joking that. anymore. I'm not joking anymore then. If you love Morbius, it's fine.
1: Morbius <laughs> wasn't bad. It wasn't that bad. Neither was Black I don't think Adam. anyone
3: thinks it was bad. I think the joke is blowing it Well, whatever, yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree. <laughs>
1: All right, um, is that all the categories? I think it is. All right, so we're going to move into our top five movies of the year. Uh, Eric, we're going to go back to you at number five here. What is your number five movie of the year?
3: So my number five, from just because of the technical achievement of it and the spectacle of being in a theater, is Avatar The Way of Water. And I know that movie is brand freaking new, and it's not really fair to let it sit in my head. I acknowledge that this movie basically – there is a story in the movie but essentially the characters except for a few of them are in the same place at the end as when it started so i have my gripes but it all all in all it is it is the big larger than life event movie that has kind of dwindled with like a lot of other big movies tentpole movies that come out this felt a lot more solid and a lot more monumental and i gotta say like that's Really huge for me is for like a theater going experience, and it just really hit me, especially right towards the end when some of the things the characters have done like layer up and pay off, and yeah. So Avatar two.
1: I was like very confused what movie he's talking about at first. I was like, I think it's Avatar. No, it's <laughs> not. It is... Oh, it is Avatar. Okay,
2: got it. I like
1: the. Cho- I honestly genuinely like the choice. I, I really enjoyed the movie. Like, I really really loved it a lot. Um Amanda
2: yeah uh my number five is she said uh directed by maria schrader um it is about taking down harvey weinstein so that was a a very um interesting watch i loved what maria schrader did the choices that she made um in kind of like retelling the the survivor's stories i like that we didn't get reenactments it was more of just focusing on the women talking not that I want to see women talking in the same breath as she said but I did um but it was it was just the choices that were made it evoked in like an emotional response out of me um just because i i've you know i've been through certain things as well so it's it kind of uh, got that out of me as well while watching it so i love zoe kazan 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 zoe kazan yes i always get her name wrong and uh carrie Mulligan together they're they have very trusting faces and i think that's why it worked for their characters i really love them um and Nicola, nicholas bertel score i thought worked extremely well um but there was a like fair amount of tension throughout, even though we kind of knew what happened. We all read the articles and stuff like that. I still think that it was paced extremely well. And I do have to give a shout out to Ashley Judd and uh, Samantha Morton, who nailed it in this movie as well. Um, just beautiful performances all around. And it was a surprise this year for me.
0: Um, Fox, my uh, number five is Causeway. Um, it's a film that was on Apple TV Plus. Jennifer Lawrence, a veteran who um, comes back and has to kind of go through rehab after an incident, comes across and st- strikes up a friendship with a character played by Brian Tyree Henry, who is going through his own loss uh, uh, following his own kind of tragic accident. Um, I wasn't I didn't go in with a lot of expectations. uh, And I was just kind of blown away by their story and the emotional depth of it, especially those performances. I really loved uh, Brian Tyree Henry in this. Um, And it just really stuck with me after I had finished watching it. So it has remained up there uh, in the top five for me.
1: God, Brian, Brian Tyree Andrews should be nominated for an Oscar, period.
0: Um, yeah, that's a problem. We have, like, 25 people that should get Best Supporting Actor nominations. <laughs>
2: <sighs> they
1: really are, but he should be at my top of my list. Uh, my number five is She Said as Well. Um, for Yay! me, for me, it's one of those things. Like, this, like my top... Two is pretty set in stone. My three, four, and five kind of changed. She said it was like three last week, and that's like five. And then this week, it'll be like four. By the time this airs, it'll probably be like three again. But she said to me, it it's about watching the movie back. I've seen it twice now. And I appreciated it so much the first time. You watch it a second time, and there's a different performance you appreciate a little bit more. Um, there's little things about that film that are just so beyond perfect. The direction to me is something that has been overlooked this entire award season and it's kind of tragic. And I think part of it, a lot of it has to do with how the story is still playing out in the news. You know what I mean? Like if, if this movie was made like spotlight, I mean, if spotlight was made, everybody, I didn't know anything about the spotlight story per se. Like I was not somebody that knew anything really about, what happened in that journey. So like everybody knows what happens in she said, right. You know what I mean? Everybody knows the final tale and everything that everybody, everybody knows that what the story is about. And I think that's another thing that Schrader did so well was we know what the story is about and it's not Harvey Weinstein, right. It's not about him. You know what I mean? It's about these women and how that was like played through its entire, it's just, it's beautiful. The, the, the acting, the performances, The direction, the writing, the score is just so good. But uh, She Said is an incredible movie. Uh, That's my number five. Eric, we're going to go back to you for number four.
3: So my number four is The Batman. Uh, Again, I know I'm going for the big theatrical ones, but for similar things I said before, it just felt like a real world where it made sense that the Riddler was essentially the Zodiac Killer. And it was a gothic sort of fantasy world where I believe that other elements of like are possible when it comes to Batman and stuff. So it yeah, just just it just is awesome.
1: So it's a movie that shouldn't hold up, but does every mm-hmm. single time you watch it. My biggest bone to pick with that movie, it's still a little long. But um, the last like 10 minutes of that movie feels like the it goes of on
0: 2022.
1: Exactly. That last ten minutes that movie felt like it went on for two hours, and it's just it's like it's true. like, guys, you could have ended this like ten minutes ago. You realize that, right? You know. I mean? But
0: I. You know what? No one should get a best editing uh, nomination this year. <laughs> <laughs> None of these films were edited. What's
1: well, funny? There's a three hour version of Bardo out there that like I edited it from when the initial premiere of it to what we see we see now. So. Well,
0: it's There's um, probably a seven hour version of the Batman.
1: Well, there's a nine hour version of Avatar out there, so.
2: <laughs> I don't want it. I'm sorry. I'm just... <laughs> it's, it's coming
0: in 2024 and 2026 and then again in 2028. <laughs> we'll probably
1: get all theatrical versions of that until Avatar 3 comes out in 2045. You know what I mean? It's like you know, 20 years in between movies. But all right, Amanda, number four.
2: Number four, I have women talking. You can see a theme here, clearly. Uh, directed by Sarah Pauly. Um, I just was in a trance watching it just because of the conversations being had. And it's really hard to have a dialogue-heavy movie um, and keep people engaged in that way. So to have three very important conversations about whether these women should leave, should fight, or should stay, um, run through like these three acts was really, really well done. And the fact that the camera constantly had more than one woman in the frame and then like even the focus on the women speaking was really important and obviously having ben wishaw in the film as well to have like that male voice um also helped the conversations and there's a like a really strong back and forth too in regards to when men should speak and when men should listen um so i thought that was really really great i absolutely adored the cinematography i know people have been complaining about the color grading i get it 100 percent um but i i just loved that the sun and the lighting from the sun was like that beacon of hope for them, day in and day out, to kind of make this decision. So I thought it was adapted quite well. I actually I really love Sarah Pauly, um and the, the choices that she made in trying to like kind of shelter the violent acts as well. I thought that was a smart choice on her part in doing it tastefully. Um, but it's a heavy film. It's heavy, and I can see why many people may not in you know want. To watch it I get it um, it's also coming out Christmas Day so <laughs> uh, yeah
1: technically not it's only coming out Christmas day in New York in LA it's not coming out officially worldwide till next year because they pushed it again oh, so
2: I'm special then okay cool yes. women talking well, we TIFF. thank you very much <laughs> uh, yeah. such a, and
1: hildur score oh.
2: oh my God so good I forgot yeah. to mention that but yeah not yeah.
1: eligible for an Oscar though so Ugh. all right uh, Fox.
0: Four. Uh my number four is uh Ricky's favorite.
1: Oh shit, he got knocked off the just as he was about to say the fake. <laughs> I've
2: been planning that all
1: <laughs> out. Forty minutes. minutes I've been
2: Bad. planning that moment. Oh so. my goodness. All
1: right, go back. Sorry, Matthew.
0: Sorry. I didn't mean to do that. I apologize. The film we'll is uh at Ricky Valero's funeral, the favorite one. <laughs> 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 and you know, I I get why some people may not like it. There, there are certain kind of stories that are, that appeal to me, and the finding your passion and being moved by it. There's a scene early in the film where they take um, a young Sammy Fableman to a movie, and seeing his face as he's watching um, the film on the screen, it kind of reminded me we saw a similar scene um, in Belfast last year um, that I thought was was moving when they're when he's going and seeing this world and being introduced to something else. And I liked the relationship between the parents too. I think a lot of this movie got sold as being, um, you know, about the mother. But one of my absolute favorite scenes in the film is late in the film with Paul Dano when he, he doesn't understand his son's passion the same way his son does, but he supports his son no matter what. Um, and that I thought there was something really beautiful in that. I also really loved uh, the closing sequence when Sam Fableman meets a famous director that's played by another famous director and just the the way he talks about the horizon and what you're left with. Um, I just thought it really moved me.
2: Oh, uh,
1: so my turn. My Moving on to my. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ. I he could see. He sure
1: really nice, nice Matt. Did you not have anything nice to say? Don't say anything at all, right? You know I mean? <laughs> learn that in school. Come on, guys. You just talked about how could how can I say anything bad about the movie about all the sweet things he just said? You know what I mean? God, he's really nice, Matt. <laughs> It was, it was very, very nice. Why would it's I? That's all you had say to say. Think about the fableman sucking after he said all of that. You know what I mean? Like, why would I say that? Okay? I you did there? I wouldn't. I love Matt. You know what I mean? He just had a shitty taste of movies. I get me. this
0: every week, so it's fine.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Think about it. It's it's funny to me because Matt and I, we've been you know we've been doing this for a little while now, but like we agree, I'd say eighty five percent of the time. But when we disagree, it's like a hard disagree. You know what I mean? Like there's certain films where it's like we are on the polar opposites of of this other country. But uh, speaking of being on the polar opposites of the other side of the country, we're going to bring up my number four film, and that is Elvis. Um, The number one film for a very, 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 very long time. Um, As a fan of Elvis, I was terrified because – Why are we laughing? laughing? Look on,
0: look on Amanda's face. I was I've emotionally processed (laughs) that this was coming.
3: (laughs) If you if if
1: you exist in the world of Twitter, you know that my love for this film (laughs) goes (laughs) (laughs) nowhere. On any social media platform, it's not just Twitter. There's TikTok. There's Twitter. (laughs) There's Rizzle. There's Instagram. There's Facebook. There's Hive. I guess that that's an app now. Uh, whatever whatever app there is that has social media on you know that i love elvis um there's for some reason in my head like i watch this movie and i think back and i play back so many different scenes that i love about this movie and it it just blows me away austin butler again in just a few clips i've seen of him on saturday night live last night like the kid's a star and and anything that comes out of this movie 10 years from now is going to be just Austin Butler just was, was the next is one of the next big things. But one of the things that I love about this movie and in the year where we have something similar in a biopic, when you have blonde people that don't know who Elvis was, or don't have an idea of who Elvis was walked away from this film, knowing Elvis, knowing his history, not maybe not exactly dotting the I's crossing the T's everything, but you grew appreciation for Elvis as a person. And that, to me, is something that I love that Baz did. Baz took care of a legacy of a, of a person that so many people adored and loved. And and yes, I honestly would give this movie best editing because I love the editing. Not best editing. I love the editing in this movie. But uh, yeah, number four for me is Elvis. Uh, number three, Eric, you
3: I'm just going to let Ricky sit alone because I also really like Elvis. But after what he said about uh, Matt, I, you know, just couldn't just couldn't <laughs> jump in there. Uh, so number three is everything, everywhere, all at once. I I don't know how much more there is to say that hasn't already been said this year about this movie. But, you know, every performance is fantastic. It is a little bit of your classic sort of monomyth story there's like a hero and whatnot but when it dives away from that convention towards the mother-daughter relationship it stands head and shoulders above most movies like that and just the imagination and creativity on display the Daniels are like if I ever see Daniels like either one of them or both of them on any movie I'm gonna see it without I'm gonna go in blind because I just love the way that they handle things and their imagination for it and just you know uh everything from replicating like one of my favorite directors to hot dog fingers you know like it's just absolutely wild so yeah that one uh
1: amanda
2: yeah uh for number three because i love women the woman king directed by gina prince by the way is in my third spot that was just freaking straight up epic fam like that is just one of the best like blockbusters action films of the year to me I, it was just wild to be in that theater viola davis knocked it out of the park i am pissed off the lashana lynch is getting zero zero like award recognition i thought she was really good in that and thuso uh embud 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 sorry was also fantastic in that as well um from the action to like just oh my god the costume design's absolutely gorgeous just everything about this movie was so empowering um and i love what gina did with it because it was just badass that's the one word that i can say for the woman king it was just badass and a lot of fun to watch and there's a, there's some powerful scenes in there as well with viola davis who does some of her best acting as well in my opinion so yeah it was it, out of left field from sony my goodness um <laughs> which is shocking uh but yeah i really really like the woman king so that's number three for me
1: such a great movie god so good that was a great theatrical experience yeah uh mr fox number three
0: uh my number three is women talking <clears throat> which uh, amanda talked about a little bit earlier um i was very moved by the the performances and the story, uh, the way the whole thing is put together. It's very engaging. I thought Claire Foy was incredible. Um, And the story of her character is is incredible. Um, It's not an easy movie to watch. Uh, it's probably good that for most people it's not coming out on Christmas Day because I don't know if that's uh, the Christmas Day vibes. Maybe for Ricky, but not for the rest of us. But it is incredible. Um, I urge you to, to check it out. It was a great year for uh, films about and starring women, and this mm-hmm. is one of them.
1: Uh, speaking of movies that you should take your family to, uh, go see Babylon, which is my number three movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you can get past your family BC in the first 10 minutes, then you're really well off. But after that first 10 minutes, I if, the, if, if your grandmother gets past the first 10 minutes, congratulations. Um, but with that being said, um, Babylon, it should not become as much of a surprise that I love the movie. But at the same time, I'll be honest with you. Um, I was terrified. You never want your favorite director to have a bad movie. And it's going to happen at any given time. Um, you know, we've had like Scorsese is one of my other favorite directors. He's had bad movies uh chazelle it's it's gonna happen you know what i mean at some point in time it just wasn't this one calm down down there scorsese just calm down there
2: i All mean right. first man's right there but that's besides the point. point first, first man just- is
1: a fucking banger okay you know what i'm
2: watching a wikipedia page unfold what are you talking
0: about Not even <laughs>
1: All right, back sorry. to Babylon. You know, back to Babylon. No, but for real, Babylon. It's this is another movie to me, uh, just like Elvis. When we look back, like five, ten years from now, we're talking about a star-making performance, and that was from Diego Calva. He is just downright fantastic, and the transformation into the role from the first to the second to the third act is something that was just truly memorizing from his character arc. Um, it's wild. It's outlandish. It's crazy. It's insane. It's it's a wild ride. It is. Like, it's just, it's a cocaine-filled wild ride, and you know what I mean? You might feel like you're on cocaine while you watch it because there's a lot of cocaine in the movie, but um, I love Damien Chazelle. It's nothing shy, but I truly feel like this is his best directed film to date. Um, it's not my favorite of his. Um, I'm not sure why I'd rank it yet because I'm not sure because they're all, I thought he's four for four in bangers. Um, but uh, yeah, Babylon's my number three. So uh, Eric, number two.
3: I think this is where we start heavily getting into movies we've talked about before. Know, uh, right? the, the Menu. And I want to specifically spotlight Nicholas Holt like a little bit. I know you, you did because I agree with everything that's already been said about The Menu. Plus, Nicholas Holt has just always done a little bit of a better job than he needed to with the the roles that he's done with like big stuff like uh, x-men and and jack the giant slayer and all those kind of stuff like in the menu he plays such a sociopath but his performance of when that character gets in my opinion, what they deserve. I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to say anything more specific. Like, his performance of that was, like, closest to the word gutting I'm ever going to use, so I'm just going to use that word. Like, absolutely owned the entire thing for me. Like, his playing off of Anya Taylor-Joy and Ray finds like, that particularly stood out. Yeah, I love the humor. I love the commentary. It's right about the state of some forms of criticism but at the same time it's right about the criticism of why some people make art they make like it's just I it it's flat out one of the best movies of the year for sure
1: God like I said the script is just so dynamic like I just love it it kind of makes me just want to watch it again like I literally I have it and I just want to go upstairs and watch it like that's what I really want to do right now I just want to watch it again uh, man number two
2: yeah well for majority of the year um top gun maverick was my number one and then something else kind of dethroned it but top gun maverick like i don't think i've had that much fun in a theater in a very long time i absolutely love the first top gun i watch it on top gun day um i was rooster for halloween um yeah i was i was pleasantly surprised with how much i love top gun in general i think the cast is great i love that they brought in a woman pilot integrated her nicely um and i thought she was awesome monica barbaro i love her glenn powell's a superstar and i need to see more of him i constantly need to see him as a pilot even in devotion i was like we need to keep you in the air somehow let's like figure this out because he's just great um Tom Cruise, obviously fantastic. The action sequences, everything shot in IMAX, like absolutely phenomenal work. So much tension where I was sweating the entire third act. It's absolutely unbelievable what that movie accomplishes. Um, Lady Gaga's song, Hold My Hand, is fantastic as well. The score is really good. Um, But for me, the standout is Miles freaking Teller. I love him so much. I thought he knocked it out of the park. I didn't realize how much I missed him. On screen until I watched Top Gun Maverick and I loved him in it.
1: So good. And that just a great ball of fire scene is just the money alone.
2: Yeah. So good.
1: Uh, Matt.
0: Uh, mine is Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I had at number one for quite a bit of the year until I got um, bumped down one slot uh, toward the end. Still, probably, I love the performances, but what really stood out to me, I think it's one of the most visually creative films I've ever seen. Uh, and I think that's what really stuck with me.
1: Uh, what's my number? My, my number two is Bardo. Um, I spoke earlier in depth about my love for Bardo. Please watch Bardo, it's on Netflix. I love it a lot. Um, number
0: one, um, Eric, I already know yours, the <laughs> Banshees
3: <laughs> of Inisharan. Oh my gosh, Aww. I made probably the most pretentious <clears throat> video of anything I've ever made over on YouTube. Uh, like playing out how this movie resonated with me like i like in Bruges has been one of my favorite movies of all time and a specifically oriented reunion with the composer the director and the two leads like the whole thing is set in four locations and could be a stage play it was gorgeous and it sounded gorgeous and everybody's amazing and the way that they actually go there with some of the more horrific elements of it surprised me so i it, it just man they could just keep making movies of just those two actors talking and i would keep seeing them like i love banshees uh amanda um
2: my it's number one now yes I don't know why I yes. just lost track randomly. I was just like, yes, banshees. Let's keep talking about
3: banshees. Uh, I watched
2: it again last night and I was like, this is awesome. Um, for me, as I said before, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio is what kind of dethroned Top Gun Maverick for me. Um, it's the emotional connection I have to it. I weeped. Uh, I love the characters in it. The entire voice cast is absolutely fantastic. Um, and it's... It, you know, maybe it's the Italian in me that it was taking place in Italy as well, and it was just it felt very comforting watching it. And and Guillermo's, you know, creature designs are always the most impressive thing about his work, um, and that he gets to ground the fantastical elements in in humanity, and I think he did that extremely well um, in this version. So, yeah, that's my number one of the year,
0: Mr. Fox. My number one is she said. Um, I love journalism films uh, that started when I was, when I was young and I saw the paper that was actually what um, inspired me to go to journalism school. Uh, and I've always loved well done uh, journalism films. Spotlight a couple of years ago was one of my absolute favorites. So I was very excited uh, to see this, um, but it's the story and the performances and the way it's pulled together that really draw you in. You um, you guys, touched on it a little bit i want to give a shout out to jennifer ale um who i thought gave an incredible performance and i know amanda you mentioned ashley judd but the bravery of playing yourself during what had to have been one of the most painful and vulnerable times of your life um, was deeply moving
1: yeah truly truly um my number one is oh my god surprise bones and all Uh, (laughs) um <laughs>
0: from deep emotion to eating people
1: exactly deeply emotion while you're eating the people uh, so- <laughs> oh jesus uh, on that note, uh before we go i'll let everybody plug your stuff and uh yeah so amanda thank you for joining us where can everybody find you
2: on the uh social
1: media things
2: yeah well thank you guys for having me this was a lot of fun uh you guys can find me over at amx nd reviews on twitter instagram and letterboxd you can check out my website candidxcinema.com and my youtube channel candid cinema eric at high contrast flm on
3: twitter and uh youtube at high dash contrast
0: and i'm at nighthawks7734 on twitter
1: He's
3: not. He's on Twitter. On Twitter. And this week at the movies at the dot com is also Matthew. Yeah.
0: And every week I listen to Ricky tell me his bets that aren't going to hit.
3: Ouch! God, A
0: <laughs> That one's courtesy of Sammy Shave he couldn't direct something that good
1: all right with that being said um you can find me on twitter at ricky Viller underscore um and everywhere else everywhere all at once um thank you everybody for joining us this week and uh we're gonna do this again soon in the near
2: future this was a lot of fun thank you guys for joining
1: jesus